Hey there, it's Pastor T with another Psalmanac, where I hope to help you grow in the practice of prayer through a deepening relationship with the prayer book of the Bible, the Psalms. And this week we're continuing our series through the Songs of Ascent, Psalms 120 through 134. Today with maybe my favorite of the Songs of Ascent, Psalm 127, and our Learn by Heart Antiphon for the week is verse 1. I invite you to follow along in your own Bible at home or to listen as I read. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. In the American movie classic, Office Space, a couple of the characters are asking, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And they talk about their different dream and passion projects and what they might do to fill their time if they had a million dollars, which is to say if they didn't have to do anything. And in fact, the one character says, if I had a million dollars, I would do nothing. Absolutely nothing. And there's something tempting about that, especially in our world, which tends to be so frenetic in its pace, so anxious in its work, simply to tap out and say, I'm going to do nothing. And there's a way of reading and hearing Psalm 127 that seems to support just that. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. Well, God's watching over it. I don't need to worry about it. On the other hand, there is that kind of anxious working that our culture does tend to prize, a workaholism. We've had to invent this word because our culture is so adept and addicted to working. Neither do we want to fall off in that direction. I think Psalm 127 instead paints us a kind of paradoxical picture of what it means for us to work well. And what I want to say is that when we work well, we dwell in a Sabbath mood. More on what that means in just a minute. But think about how we can fall off on either side of this kind of paradox. On the one hand, there's that temptation just to focus on the rest. It's going to be all rest for us. And again, there's something not only appealing about that, but also something very biblically based about that. If you and I really believe that we are saved by grace, that we're not saved by our own works, that ultimately God is in charge of all things, that he is the ruler over all creation, that he is our, our kind and loving father, well then why can't we just lean into that rest? Indeed, it says in the book of Hebrews that whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. So yeah, we absolutely ought to embrace that rest to find ourselves at peace in the the mercy and the Sabbath power of God saying, "I, I can rest from my works because Jesus has done all things for me. Therefore, I don't need to do nothing. It's that last step 
where we go too far. And look, think of it this way. You have vocations. God has put you in places. Does he need your works? No. He's able to take care of things perfectly well without you. But you know who does need your works and your work? Your neighbor does. And that's why it's so interesting that the psalm goes into the place of parenting. It takes this kind of abrupt turn into then, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Well, what's the connection between working well and being a parent? Well, apparently, it has something to do with this relationship of work and rest. Because as parents, we know that we are always needing to work. That if we just rest, if we just take it easy and lay back, well, then those children are not going to raise themselves. They're not going to grow up in the likeness of their Heavenly Father without the labor of loving parents. And in that way, we can see how, yeah, rest is good, but we still need to pour ourselves out diligently for the sake of our neighbor in need, especially the youngest, the most vulnerable, and those who are otherwise dependent upon us. So on the one hand, we don't want to have all rest. Yes, rest is good. We are saved by grace. We rest from our works as God rested from his, but we want to live in that paradoxical place where we work well. On the other hand, we can fall off on the other side, where all we focus on is our work. And look, this too has a certain kind of appeal to it. We recognize that we do need to strive and to to labor vigilantly, diligently for the sake of others. We find such satisfaction and joy in our labors. And many times it's, it's not just a drudgery. It's not just something we have to do, but you like your work. You want to work. You find a deep sense of satisfaction and meaning in doing it. And God has created you for this as well. When he sets Adam and Eve in the garden, he doesn't just tell them to, you know, take a load off, sit back, you know, watch some Netflix. Instead, he gives them work to do, to keep the garden, to cultivate it, to bring it forth. It's deep in our human nature to want to work and to work well. But look, there's also this profound temptation, especially in our contemporary society, to derive our full sense of human worth and identity from our productivity. That only insofar as we are working and working a lot do we really find satisfaction as a person. For any of us who have ever found ourselves in a place of of unemployment or underemployment, you know what a hit that can be when, and especially in our contemporary age where it's like everything depends on the fact that you work. So if you don't have a job, it seems like you don't mean anything. You have no value whatsoever. But nothing could be further from the truth because your identity, your value, doesn't come from your labors. It comes from Christ's labor. And so we want to push back also on this idea that, that my work is what makes me who I am. No, it's God's work that makes you and me who we are. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. All of our work is worthless unless it is joined to the work of God. We live in that place of restful labor. God grant you this week that as you meditate and pray over this psalm, that you would live in that Sabbath mood. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of work. And we pray, O Lord, that we would not abuse it, either by working too much or too little, but instead lean in and live in your work, in your finished labor, and so labor well for the sake of others. God, watch over us and keep us from anxiety and help us to rest well in your Son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Now may you go forth this week working well in the promise and satisfaction of your Savior.
Go in his peace.